Hey. Welcome back. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We're Stacy and Pete back again. In the blanket fort. Yes, we are underneath our blanket fort. If you're new here, it's our podcast setup. <laughs> We've got some twinkle lights shining. It's very cozy in here. It is. It's the epitome of cozy. Magical. We have some of our old toys hanging out. Harold, Pickles, Bartholomew. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while, but it really hasn't. When did we record last? Last week? No. Two weeks ago. I guess two weeks ago, but like we just put out that Footloose episode when we recorded that like a month ago. Oh my goodness. I think we had some other stuff in the can, some smaller episodes, and this is our second week going with our new format. I hate it. We need to go back to two. <laughs> Says the guy who didn't want to come up and record today. I just said I was tired. That's all. <laughs> I just meant I was sleepy. Well, go take a nap. We'll still I be might. here. We'll wait for you. I might go take a nap. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> so we've had some exciting things going on lately. Last week was very exciting. It was. To begin, I'll tell you that I get Google alerts for We Don't Want to Grow Up just in case somebody ever talked about us anywhere and we missed it. I I wouldn't want to miss it. Right. Especially if it's good. Yeah. (laughs) What I realized is that all of the alerts I get are usually (laughs) not about us, just about things that also have the same words. Ah. I do occasionally get alerts about like my TikTok posts and stuff, but it's not anything. It's just me. You know what I mean? Right. But last week, I saw an alert from Entrepreneur Magazine. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. That's a hard word to say for me. It is. And it's Sunday morning. Yes. We're drinking some coffee. We are. But anyway, so there was an article written about yours truly. It was about the video that I made actually in January. Right. Of this purse that I found in my mom's attic that was mine when I was in middle school. Right. And all of the things in it were things that 13-year-old me left in there. And so basically the video is just me pulling all the things out of it. And it did pretty well. It did better on TikTok than it did Instagram. I remember that girl commented and was like, are we supposed to believe that all of this was just in this purse? Oh, yeah. She thought I staged the whole thing. You staged it, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I kept this uh, Taco Bell sugar packet and this extremely expired sample packet of Tylenol from 1994. (laughs) Just to fool you. Just to play with your mind. Yes. (laughs) So anyway, the article was just basically her breaking down what happened in the video. The TikToker. I am referred to as a woman, the woman, and the TikToker. No mention of my name, which is fine because on TikTok, I don't have my actual name there. It's just we don't want to grow up podcast. Did they mention the page? They mentioned our podcast. So I was at least happy with that because they were like, by the way, they also have a podcast called We Don't Want to Grow Up. The annoying thing about that is if you know enough to know we have a podcast, then you could easily find our names. Yes, you could. And you could have reached out and... Maybe I could have given you a little more information. I know, a little blurb. Or just let me know you're going to write the article so that I see it. Come on. But either way, I figure it's free promotion, and I thought it was pretty cool. It's fun. And it's a legit magazine, and they posted it on some of their social medias. They posted it on their Twitter. I don't think they did their Instagram or Facebook, but they have a lot of followers and stuff. So it was like, cool, you know? I thought that was exciting. And then later that day, I see on that same video from January on TikTok, and 
I see a comment from Lisa freaking Loeb. Lisa Loeb. And it says, this is everything. Mind you, I used her song, Stay, I Missed You, because it was popular like right at that same time period. Right. So I was very excited about that as well, obviously. And I didn't know if she saw it because she saw the article or what. I do have that video pinned to the top of my page because it did do well on TikTok. Right. Anyway, so that was cool. And then the next day, an old friend of mine, Jeanette, who I used to work with in Florida, sent me a DM on Instagram and was like, I'm listening to Sirius XM 90s on 9 and Lisa Loeb is talking about your TikTok video. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And Pete was on a work call and we share an office and I couldn't outwardly gasp or say anything. So I was like wanting to burst, immediately texting like all my close friends and (laughs) freaking out. (laughs) And then we don't have a serious subscription. Right. So I was like, how can I listen to this? I was trying to find the ways. I was afraid that it was going to go away before I got to it. And Jeanette had only come in at the end of it. So she didn't know if Lisa had said my name or anything. And I I really wanted to know how she approached it. And of course, I just wanted to hear her talk about my stuff. So awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I love her and I think it's so cool. So Pete finally got off the call and helped me figure out how to. uh, Well, I actually, you know, I could have figured out how to subscribe. I just wanted to make sure you didn't already have one because. Yeah, we used to. Used to. Right. So anyway, we got signed up. I listen and then finally we get to it. And it's so cool because she's like talking about, you know, the whole thing and how I used her song because it was popular right around that time and everything. But she never once said my name, said, didn't even say the name of our TikTok account. Yeah. She could have, too. She could have because she saw it. Yeah. That's all right. Like, I know she saw it because she commented on it. It's okay. It was still awesome to be mentioned on there. It is. And I didn't want to let that suck the joy out of it. Like, I really just was beaming because Lisa Loeb saw my video and talked about it on her radio show. Yeah. And we thought it'd be fun to share the little clip with you. Serious XM 90s on 9. Stay with Lisa Loeb. I get such a kick from TikTok sometimes. I guess that's why it's there. Um, someone sent me a video of a woman who found her JCPenney purse from 1994 in her mom's attic. It was exactly the way it was the day that she, I guess, stored it up there. There were notes written, you know, from her friends in that bubbly teenage writing. And there was a pack of photos that she had just had developed that were still in the pack and handwritten party invitation. Remember those? There's also some really specific things like a ticket stub from the movie Forrest Gump, a matinee. And one of my favorite things was a classic Taco Bell sugar packet. And to make it really feel like 1994, on her post, she put my song, Stay I Missed You, which was a big hit exactly during that time, to make the time capsule feeling complete. You're famous! Famous! (laughs) And if you feel like sending Lisa a DM and telling her who we are, Go for it. Maybe she'll maybe she'll give us a shout out again. But honestly, I was like, I don't want to be mad at Lisa Loeb and I don't want to be mad. I don't want to send her a message and like try to correct her or tell her that she disappointed me because (laughs) (laughs) I was I just want to be her best friend. And I was really excited because it was exciting. There's nothing to be upset about. What are you talking about right now? (laughs) Need a course correct, girl. (laughs) Also, 
another exciting thing, and they actually mentioned one of these posts in the entrepreneur. There's that word again. Entrepreneur. In the Entrepreneur Magazine article was some JCPenney's catalog posts. I shared two different versions from 1994, the spring-summer catalog. And I've shared a lot of these, right? But for some reason, these two hit differently. (laughs) And both of them went viral, like millions viral. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think only one of them went. Well, one of them is almost at 3 million views, and the other one is approaching a million, which is very cool. Like, only in the past month or two did I finally reach uh, even a million views on anything. Yeah. And we've been growing a lot. Yeah. It's been pretty cool without putting any money behind it, without the little blue check that you can now purchase on Instagram. No, thank you. Yeah. It's funny. For a long time, I really wanted that blue check just because of our podcast and what we're trying to do with We Don't Want to Grow Up. But now that you can buy it, I don't want it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's it's lessened its value. It has. And no shade to anybody. Yeah, get your check. Go ahead. No paid problem. for a check. I just don't understand the point of it when you're not trying to be an influencer or anything in that. Because it's really meant for public like, figures. I right. Think. Like I could go get a blue check right now. And I've got like 18 followers. Right. Honestly. By choice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think in a way it kind of, for me, and this is just being totally honest and I know it sounds extremely shallow, but it takes away the excitement that I used to feel when I would see someone with a blue check comment or follow me or like something because usually it meant they were a celebrity that might share my stuff and help me grow. Now, I don't really even go click on that person's page because right. I, it could be anybody. At this yeah. Point. I mean, unless it's someone that I recognize their name right away. But anyway, that's getting beside. back to the JCPenney <laughs> thing, I do think right now you might be marketing them more effectively than they are. And it's too bad that they don't just reintroduce those catalogs because you're getting all these views. And I guarantee you, JCPenney themselves is not. I know because they still have social media accounts like they've commented on my stuff before. And I don't know. I think, you know, there are hundreds and thousands of comments and people, maybe two people said they still shop at JCPenney, you know, but tons of people were like, bring it back. Like JCPenney just needs to release, like release the hip hop Looney Tunes shirts where they were like crisscross wearing their backwards clothes and stuff. Those were very popular. Your sister Mandy still has one of those because I I remember when we were at her house, like we were going through her boxes and and she still had one. And I, I think I shared a video of that. Release the starter jackets. Everybody was going nuts about those. Right. Everybody was talking about, of course, how everybody had like a Charlotte Hornets starter jacket or a Bulls or Raiders or whatever it was that that meant you were hip man. (laughs) I was definitely hip man because I had the Charlotte Hornets and and the Raiders. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that was a lot of fun. And JCPenney definitely is missing out. They are. That's where they need to get like creative, right? Find the stuff like you've got all this market research that's being done free. It's like go look at the posts that hit and try to see if there's any correlation, right? Like Was it a particular style back then or was it just, oh, people just happened to like that one. They liked the music. You know, what's the correlation between something getting a lot of views and not getting a lot of views when it comes to like their catalog and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, and it's funny because then like the other post that did really well showed a lot of the spring dresses and stuff like that. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, why did we wear these? You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, Maybe don't re-release those. Yeah. (laughs) It's my expert opinion. Right. And it's also wild how when you see something gets a lot of traction, you get people commenting that don't follow you, that don't understand what you're about. And they just there was a lot of negativity as well. 
people trying to compare the way things used to be to the way things are now. And honestly, it just sucks all the fun out of it. Well, listen, welcome to social media. That's how it is. Everybody's got an opinion and they're not all going to be the same as yours. And some people are just jerks. Yeah, well, those jerks are just getting blocked. Their comments are getting deleted. But it's hard to keep up with when it's going viral. Yeah, you can't catch everything. You can't. So that's why I have tried to say to people, if you see a comment like that, let me know, because that just means I've missed it. Right. So that I can delete it. But anyway, back to the positive stuff. Like I said, it's been exciting lately. Very exciting. Good job. (laughs) Thanks. And now it's time for show and tell. Who do we have today? Today we have Reagan. Reagan was born in the best year, 1976. (laughs) Reagan's favorite 80s movie, movies, 16 Candles, When Harry Met Sally, and Say Anything. Reagan's favorite 90s movies, Notting Hill, and Reality Bites. I don't know if she just didn't have any favorite 80s songs or she missed it, but Reagan, if you did and you have some, send them over. 90s songs, shoot! By Salt and Pepper. Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well. This is spell hell. Makes me wanna shoot, 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 Real Love by Mary J. Blige and Losing My Religion by REM. Favorite 80s and 90s TV shows: The Wonder Years, Golden Girls, Felicity, and My So-Called Life. Oh, isn't that fitting for fitting. today's episode? <laughs> Favorite toy, strawberry shortcake, light bright. And then she said, never had an easy bake oven and still bummed. Those light brights, I tell you. Light brights are so fun. They were so much fun. Just like the the texture of those things that you yeah. put in there, right? Like yep. once they were in there and you could just kind of run your hand over it. Mm-hmm. Just like the accomplishment of getting that black template, right? And you have to put each thing through and pegs. it's done. Pegs, we call them pegs? Pegs, pegs, yes. In English, we would call those pegs. Good show. <laughs> in um, English. But just when that whole thing was done, we'd take it into my sister's closet, plug it in, and we're just amazed. Yeah, it was magical. Yeah. Can you still get light rights? Like, you know, modern versions. Let's see. You can. Light bright, ultimate classic for thirteen seventy eight. Let's get it. We got to get it. It looks like it's smaller, but we were smaller too. So maybe (laughs) it seemed bigger. It seemed like it was huge. We should get two since they're cheap. And then we can have a date night and sit across from each other and make our picture and then reveal it to each other. Ooh. Sounds exciting. I like it. Also, Reagan, I'm sorry you didn't get an Easy Bake Oven. I hope, though, that you still knew someone that had one so that you had the chance to taste a brownie out of an Easy Bake Oven because I can still taste them. And it's probably like chemicals that I taste, but it tasted so good. (laughs) I don't know that I ever did. I'd have to ask my sister to see if she had one. Yeah. Or sisters. Maybe all of them had one. I just didn't know. My sister had, it was like the microwave version of it. Ah. But then I had an actual Easy Bake Oven. I would eat Play-Doh, so I'm sure the Easy Bake Oven brownie (laughs) would have tasted fantastic. (laughs) I love the smell of Play-Doh. Yeah. I love that Play-Doh barbershop toy. Oh, yeah. If you ever find the the old school one of that, Mm -hmm. get that for me. I'm going to add it to your Christmas list. Okay. Favorite games, Trivial Pursuit and MASH. Yes. MASH? What's MASH? MASH, we've talked about that, how it was a game that we used to play where you write on a piece of paper and you write MASH at the top. Oh. It stands for like mansion, apartment, shack, house. That's right. Okay. And then you do all the other questions. Gotcha. And, yeah. It's I a whole thing. 
It's a very intricate game. Very intricate. But it's the most fun. Favorite place in the mall? Bath and Body Works, Gloria Jeans, pre-Starbucks coffee chain, and 90s Gap era. I totally agree. There's nothing like the Gap in the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Especially their commercials. (laughs) Celeb Crush, Tom Cruise, and a shout out to Ralph Macchio. (laughs) And then some added nostalgia and memories. Big Neighborhood Halloweens. So many kids out trick-or-treating. Later, 7-Eleven runs and long summer nights with friends on my porch. That sounds amazing. It does. I used to love getting a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. I never really got those. No? Nope. That was actually a bigger thing for me when I moved to Orlando because we didn't have 7-Elevens here. Yeah. I don't think. I don't remember them here. We did. We had 7-Elevens up north. Yeah. (laughs) There was just too many kids. You buy one Slurpee, you got to buy five. Mm. Just get one big one and five straws. You're an innovator. (laughs) I like it. Well, listen, these five kids, I don't know that they shared very well either. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Then the Slurpee ends up on the floor. Yes. All right. That was pretty short and sweet. It was. It was a good one. Thank you, Reagan. Thanks, Reagan. If you'd like to participate in our show and tell, you can send an email to we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're on Facebook at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast. And we have a Facebook group called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. All you have to do is answer a few questions and agree to the group rules. And our incredible Facebook mod, Joanna, will approve of you. Or maybe she'll deny you. (laughs) She'll deny you if you don't answer those questions. (laughs) And then we'll all have some cozy fun. If you're interested in We Don't Want to Grow Up merch... We have shirts, hats, coffee cups, pins, buttons, stickers, anything that you want. Wait, do we have a board game? Okay, not anything that you want. All right. Most things that you want. Do we have a treadmill? (laughs) All right. A treadmill. (laughs) What about a super soaker? That would be cool. That would be cool. That's actually, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to check that out, you can go to we-don't-wanna-grow-up dot myspreadshop.com and we might have some new merch coming soon yes we might and finally if you would like to help support the we don't want to grow up podcast and if you would like access to 50 plus bonus episodes you can come to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up we used to only have one tier right which was four dollars a month for access to everything since we took an episode away from you here. Now we're only doing one episode a week. We decided to add two more tiers on our Patreon. There is a $2 tier called Short and Sweet. And that's where you'll have access to our shorter episodes like Dear Diary, Middle School Notes, quizzes from teen magazines, things like that. Yeah. Next tier is our game show tier. It is $3 a month. You get access to the Short and Sweets and all of our game show episodes that we do over there. And then, of course, our $4 tier covers all of the content, as it always has. So come check us out. And remember, $2 a month, that's like going through the grocery store line, grabbing a magazine. It's actually less than a magazine, probably. You'll say, I don't know what magazines you're buying. They're all $4.65 or $4.95. (laughs) I haven't bought a magazine at a grocery store, and I can't tell you how long. I haven't either. They're probably like $7 now. They probably are. So this is a steal. (laughs) This is a steal of a deal. Okay. It's like being in the 90s and grabbing a a 20-ounce soda, a magazine, and a pack of gum. A Snapple, a pack of gum, and Teen Bop. (laughs) Yes. 
and just think that covers your whole month of new bonus content. Plus our backlog is huge. I mean, you could spend weeks binging all of our episodes on Patreon. Our entire catalog. (laughs) So come check us out and we appreciate your support. And now on to the episode this week. What are we covering? We are recapping episode 10 of My So-Called Life, Other People's Mothers. This originally aired November 3rd, 1994. So Angela really wants to go to a party that Rayanne is throwing at her place, but she's stuck at a party for her grandparents instead. One of the worst things that could happen to a teenager, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Meanwhile, Rayanne's drinking starts to spiral out of control. Yes, it does. New cast members on this episode, we get Barbara Bain as Vivian Wood, who is Patty's mom, who is now 91 years young. Yes. You know, I get a little nervous when I'm checking out people that were on something in the 80s and 90s that were already a little older. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know. But she's still been working and looks to be doing well. Good job, Barbara. (laughs) And we have already met her on the show, but it's been a while. We have Patty Darbinville as Amber Vallon, Rayanne's mom. We did meet her before? We did. She and Patty met at like a PTA meeting. Oh, that's right. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yes. And I would like to note that this has never been one of my favorite episodes. And I can tell you that it's probably because there's no Jordan Catalano at all. You don't even see him. And there's no Brian Krakow either. And very little Sharon. Yeah. Interesting. Before we get into the episode, we just wanted to give a little disclaimer. This episode does deal with an overdose situation. So if that's something that's sensitive for you, you may want to skip it. All right. So you're going to tell us about some of your favorite moments. First favorite moment. You know how I love Danielle. Yes. She catches Ricky with a beer at their house, which would not have flown at my house, by the way. I don't think it flies in this house either. It doesn't. (laughs) We get this interaction between them. Drinking a beer at 4.30. Danielle, go play outside. Mom, it's not fair. My life is totally edited. She's so dramatic. She is very dramatic. My life is totally edited. And right before that moment, we have when Rayanne, Ricky, and Angela are raiding the fridge at Angela's house. And Rayanne is just fascinated by the inner workings of their refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, refrigerators are so revealing. So who's into the mustard? Oh, my God. Mm, Well, you know what that's about. Duran, everything is about sex. I mean, all you really need to survive is mild yellow. All this other stuff is purely recreational. I just love how she says the other stuff is purely recreational. <laughs> and she's like comparing it to her parents' sex life. And Angela does not want to hear that. She does not. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> All right, next up for me, the decor in Amber's house is noticeable. I like it. It's magical. It is very magical. There's magical stuff strewn all around. I don't even know what it all is. Yeah, she's got like beads and like glass wind chime type things. So when you go through them or touch them, they, they make all these cool noises. You kind of feel like you're going into like a new age shop or you know, where they sell crystals and things like that. Yes. She's very into tarot, as she says. I've always said tarot. We were talking about this. I've always yeah. said tarot cards, but she says tarot. I feel like we're right. I don't know about that. 
I did also notice that in the house at times, Amber is like gliding around. It's like she doesn't have any steps. She's like gliding around the house like a witch. It's awesome. (laughs) Maybe she is one. I feel like she was on like one of those. Hoverboards? Hoverboards. (laughs) (laughs) So when Angela is going to Rayanne's apartment for the first time, Ricky's with them and they open the door and Rayanne calls out to her mom. Mom, Ricky's here. I hope you're at least wearing underwear. I love the fact that Amber's just chatting away and then all of a sudden she sees Angela and she gets so excited. Oh my God, is that her? Yes. (laughs) Angela. Come to mama. Come to mama. I just love (laughs) that she's so, you know, I can understand why Angela would be drawn to that kind of energy because it is polar opposite from her own mother. Right. And I don't think there's really anything wrong with Patty. I think she's a little uptight. A little. (laughs) Okay. She is a lot uptight, but there are things I see in her that, you know, I think she has a lot of redeeming qualities as well. Listen, a wet blanket can also keep you warm. Maybe. (laughs) But also, we see a lot of negative things about Amber as well. We do. She's not perfect. But I totally get why going to Rayanne's house and meeting Amber and walking through those beaded curtains makes her feel like she's in Narnia or something, you know? It's a brand new experience (laughs) with a mom that's probably a little too loose. Yeah. (laughs) But she also probably feels really nurturing to her, you know? Right. And along those lines, when Patty shows up to pick Angela up from Rayanne and Amber's, Mm -hmm. I love the look of disgust on Angela's face. She's just doing her a favor. I know. She had to drive all the way across town 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to come pick her up. She's like, God, my mother. I also love how Patty got the address from Angela, didn't write anything down, and just said, okay, see you in 20, and that was it. Listen, some people know, if they're from the area or if they're just very good at it, some people know exactly where everything is. My sister and my dad know everything about streets and areas up in Western New York. They'll be like, oh, you know, down on East Lyle. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) I don't know. I haven't lived there for how long now? 25 years. I mean, I feel like though, like we still use a GPS to get to certain spots in like downtown Chattanooga or whatever. You're right. I can't use that excuse. I mean, if it's a place we know, it's one thing, but it's like if it's a new place, but someone could say it's across from the aquarium and we'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, but even then, like, you know, the general area. I mean, maybe Angela said their apartment building is across the street from First American Bank. And Patty just pulled up in front of First American Bank and honked her horn. But she didn't honk her horn. She came inside. But still. She so pulled up. How did up. she know? Like, I guess she said apartment A and she. On the phone? I don't think so. She probably has it written down somewhere. How would she have known what apartment to go to? I think we're delving too much into this. I know, but this is a thing that I feel like if I was writing for the show, I would have Patty write something down as Angela's talking. She should have. And she should have said, oh, you know, the apartment complex across from Lowe's, apartment C. Right. I mean, I guess some apartments are just this one solid building, but some apartment complexes are like the one that I lived in in Orlando. You'd have to say like the building next to the pool. Yeah. Now there are some apartments where it's not like apartment A, it's just the address. And that's a thing too. It's like, this is 9901 East Maple and the apartment next to it is 9902 East Maple. No, but you, I, 
every time I lived in an apartment, I mean, granted, it's been almost 10 years since I lived in an apartment, but I've lived in several and they all had a number or a letter. It said apartment B. Not up in New York because I delivered pizza up there Mm -hmm. and there would be just direct addresses. Yeah. But I noticed at Rayanne and Amber's that it says A on the door. Well, then cut all that. I love when Amber is chatting with the three of them and, you know, they're eating appetizers or whatever. And yeah. Amber is like, I finally face the truth. The only really great foods are appetizers and desserts. So why bother eating anything else? She's got it right. She's right. She why right. bother? One of life's great lessons Angela learned right there. Right. <laughs> Yesterday for our dinner, I got appetizers. Yeah. Chicken fingers and pretzels. <laughs> All right, next up for me, Danielle, once again, asking the important questions with this line here. Is grandma going to drive everyone crazy like she did on Thanksgiving? Danielle knows. She's very observant. She is observant. Just no one listens to her. Exactly. (laughs) This is just a small, cute little moment. But when Angela is telling Amber about how her mom is adopted. Out of bounds, first off. Yes, but she's a teenager. She She doesn't know boundaries, really. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but that's Patty's information to To share. share. Right. See, my mom was adopted, so she has, like, these abandonment issues. (laughs) And then Ricky says, I've got those. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love the reaction that Amber and Rayanne have to Ricky saying he has abandonment issues because they just like laugh and kiss his cheek and love on him. Yeah. And again, you can tell why Ricky might see their home as a safe space. Right. Because we do know, I think at this point, we don't know a lot about his home situation, but we know enough to know that he hasn't had the best upbringing. Right. There was the stuff with his cousin and the gun and things like that. We've had a few glimpses into it. Yeah. All right, my next moment, Angela and Ricky help Rayanne decorate for the party that she's going to have at her house. Yes, and I love when they're decorating. Spin the Bottle by the Juliana Hatfield 3 is playing. And we know Juliana is later in the episode of My So-Called Life, So-Called Angels, which is the Christmas episode. I think that's my favorite episode. Yeah? Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure this song is on the My So-Called Life soundtrack. Yeah. I need to look at the CD. I have it. Uh, but that song is also in the Reality Bite soundtrack. Mm. And we also get Amber's rules, right, for this party that they're throwing at her apartment. There's absolutely no eating on my bed. Is that clear? <laughs> like, this is the rule. I love that that's the first thing she thinks of. Blast Coke. Drink. <laughs> drink yourself, stupid. Go ahead. Get those hits of ecstasy. Do not get any crumbs on my bed, young lady. Do you understand? She does tell them, at least, don't let things get out of control. But, you know, that's that's so gray. What does out of control mean? As she's letting Rayanne take big sips out of her frozen margarita that she's right. drinking. <laughs> yes. She does say. I mean, I realize there's going to be some drinking going on. And believe me, I'd rather have it go on under my roof. But don't get too loud, because I don't want any lectures from that tight-ass neighborhood watch. Okay? Okay. Yes? Yes. So, yeah, it's really about, hey, I don't want to hear anything from anybody. Yeah. Much less so 
hey, don't get too wrecked as a sophomore. <laughs> right. Don't do anything that's going to get yourself hurt or anyone else hurt. Right. Don't put anyone in danger. Here's the thing, though. I stayed with someone whose mother was exactly like this. I mean, yeah. not quite as aloof, right? Mm-hmm. She was just really busy. She had to work a lot. Right. She had her son that lived there and then two other vagabonds that were there as well, one of them being me. Uh-huh. And, you know, she knew we were going to party. Yeah. And she would tell us she had a lot more strict rules, but she wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that a lot of some parents being like, if they're going to drink, I'd rather it be under my roof. Yes, just true. And I get that because no matter what you think your kids are doing when they leave, it's not guaranteed that they're not going to drink and they're not going to partake in anything, do anything you wouldn't want them to do. But there's a fine line there, you know? There also, it's like other people's parents would be really pissed if they knew you were letting their kids party. Yeah, they would. Here's the thing, though. It's like we were water running down the hill at that point, at that age. We were going to find a way. Yes. And in her defense, it was better and it was safer to do it at that location. Right. Because we didn't have to drive anywhere. People that came, that was one of the rules. People that did come to the party had to stay until the next See, morning. And that's the thing. She kicked all those kids out. Right. Right. And which I understand why she kicked them out because it was way more people than she yes. expected to be there. And it could get her in trouble. But it's like, now are all those kids going to drive home? Right. You know? Well, they have to, or I guess they could walk home. But Well, it sounds like it's clear across town. Exactly. <laughs> Although it's got to be in the same school zone. It's got to be. Though I could see them using somebody else's address to. Yeah, that's a very good point. (laughs) That's a very good point. I liked when Amber and Rayanne are in the bathroom and and Amber's like, Angela is so cute. You could just smack her. The mom, (laughs) the mom is like a commercial for something really clean. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I noticed in that scene, though, was Amber just skips over Rand's desire to give the money back that her father had just sent her. Yes. Like they were very excited about the money. But then Rayanne realizes this guy, by the way, the card said it said happy birthday and maybe more. And maybe more. And of course, we think and Amber said that he meant many more. And she's like, but he wrote maybe. He wrote maybe. Right. Exactly. And she's just like, well, I think it's just like hitting Rayanne. Okay, I don't want your money. Like, I want you to give a crap about me. Exactly. So, yeah, you can see it kind of go over her face. That's some really good acting, too, because, like, she's so excited. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then, of course, we see her kind of spiral over the money later, which is actually why she ends up deciding to have the party because she just wants to find a way to blow the money. Right. Also, though, speaking of Patty coming to pick Angela up. I just loved the look on her face when she sees their apartment for the first time. Yeah, she can't let those beads or whatever touch her. Like she's got to like walk under them and look at them while everybody else is just kind of like brushing against their head and stuff. She's like, oh, no, not for me. And Amber's like, do you want to drink? And she's like, oh, no, we have to get right back. You know, right away, she's just like, all right, you know, like, let's go. And then just the biggest fake smile on her face at the end yes yes like after amber's brought up her adoption and all this stuff and she's just painting on that face trying not to be rude (laughs) but wanting to get out yeah yeah it is a very noticeable fake smile yeah and we see that more than once in this episode we do all right next up another small danielle moment nobody's paying attention to her once again all she's trying to do is read patty's tarot cards (laughs) (laughs) patty says tarot though (laughs) yeah she's got it right 
Well, and here, too, we're seeing the influence of Amber trickle down to Danielle. Right. You know, because Angela was playing with the cards or trying to learn the cards. And then now it's like taking over Patty's home while she's also dealing with mama drama. Yes. (laughs) Hardcore mama drama. Yes. Okay, speaking of mama drama, when Patty's mom first comes to their house, we see their interactions and immediately her mom is trying to rearrange the decor in the house. Patty goes upstairs where Graham is in the bedroom and she's all exasperated. She's down there. She's rearranging my candlesticks. Help me. Oh. This is what you do. You go down there, you say, Mom, I love you, but you're driving me to an early grave. Do not touch my candlesticks, ever. That's what you do. You are so naive. What? It's just so funny to watch because I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. There are real world examples of this. Yes. Whether it's their own mother or a mother-in-law, father-in-law, you know, situation like that. It's tale as old as time. Yes. Right? A parent coming into their child's home, even though they are grown ass adults and nitpicking and changing things and telling them how things should be done. And it's just funny to see Patty and Graham. And this scene in particular is really funny to see now as an adult, because, again, as a teenager watching it. Didn't like, really what? didn't really get it. Yeah. Didn't really care. Move on to Rayanne's party. That's all I wanted to know about. You know? <laughs> Where is Jordan Cantalano? <laughs> yeah. But watching it now, it definitely made me giggle. All right, next up for me, Vivian and Danielle have this little conversation. Ah, let me see you. I love your outfit. Ooh. I hate this outfit. I wish I was dead. No, you don't. Mother just... How do you know whether I wish I was dead or not? Are you me? Am I allowed to have a feeling in this house? Or is that just Angela? I love the look that Patty and Graham give each other as she storms off. And they're like, uh-oh. Yes. It's starting here as well. Uh-huh. But I'd love to, though, that Graham... Has that smirk on his face. Like he thinks it's funny that Danielle sassed her grandma. Right. (laughs) Because he's just like, well, somebody will tell her what they think. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we were talking about Rayanne and the money that her dad gave her. So there's a scene in the bathroom at school where you can tell Ricky's concerned for her. And she's drunk at school. At school. I don't know that I ever knew anybody that was drunk at school. I didn't know of anyone. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. I never had a moment like that. So Ricky's trying to give her ideas for ways she can spend the money so that it's out of sight, you know? And I loved all the ideas he gave her. Brand, you should buy yourself something. I mean, think. What do you really need? I mean, you need new makeup. Now, makeup goes bad, you know? It it does. It spoils. You need new CDs because the ones you have suck. And and you could definitely use a leather jacket. Ricky, you're brilliant. A party! Like an event. Like a memory I'll have for the rest of my life. Like Tino's party? Only endless! Like infinity. Where so much is going on at every second that there's no possibility for uh, for your mind to wander and you become this prisoner of, like, happiness. Yeah! It's just funny because, you know, first of all, a party was not Ricky's idea, but she says he's a genius. And then, of course, a mention of Tino. They're referring to one of Tino's parties. And I love how she's just like, it's like <laughs> Tino's party, only endless. Which I didn't understand. Like, what does she mean, endless? 
I mean, it can't be endless, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because she says to infinity or something. Yeah, she's trying to say infinity. Yeah. But she's like, infinity. We'll play it here because I can't even say it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I can't say her wrong word right. Like infinity. All right. Next up for me, we get another Tino reference. When they're actually at the party and Rayanne and Ricky are talking about all the people that are there. Rand mentions that there's people in the bathroom. She doesn't even think they're from Pittsburgh. <laughs> then she's like, have you seen Tino? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the writers, and they've probably talked about this somewhere before, but if they made a point to mention Tino in every single episode. Mm. I wish we had done a Tino counter, like where we counted how many times they mentioned Tino per episode. But yeah, I love that. And then Ricky's like, I'm lucky I found you. So Tino must be there or he's showing up at some point. I would guess that Tino said he was going to show up and then didn't show up because (laughs) something else went down with Jordan Catalano. Yes, that's where Jordan is. That's where Jordan is. Or then maybe they're having frozen embryos practice. It could be. Mm -hmm. Or they're putting on a show. Oh, they got a gig? Yep, they got a gig. (laughs) All right, my next favorite Danielle moment. (laughs) (laughs) Pete's, my so-called life list should just be Pete's favorite Danielle moments. (laughs) Danielle Corner. Danielle Corner. When she comes downstairs after she changed into a different dress and she put her hair up in like braided pigtails, Mm -hmm. her grandmother's like, ooh, you look like that uh, that little Swedish girl. And Danielle says, Pippi Longstocking. That's it. Pippi Longstocking. (laughs) <laughs> look, Libby, doesn't she look like that little Swedish girl? Huh? I need you to pass hors d'oeuvres. Where are you going? To change. But it just feels like Danielle feels the same way about her grandmother that Angela feels about her mom. Yes. Like, don't touch my hair. Don't talk about my outfit. Yeah. And if you mention that you like my outfit, I'm, I'm going to go change. change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like this? What do you think about this? Right. And I think part of it is because she feels that her grandmother probably, A, doesn't see her, literally. Right. (laughs) And if she does, she just has to make a comment about something, you know? And so she's just like, oh, but I'm not allowed to have a feeling in this house. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. And I love that she's like 10 and she's already feeling that way. Yeah. Or she's just kind of mimicking Angela. Either mimicking or maybe they're just very similar in their emotional makeup. Yeah. yeah. And she kind of sees through her grandmother's BS. That's right. <laughs> She's very aware yeah, of Danielle. She is ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. So Graham and Angela, along with Patty, are very eye about this party. Like they don't want to be having this party at their house. Right. Patty doesn't want to either, but she knows that it's happening. So you got to embrace it. and You got to do all the things to get ready for the party. And Patty like walks away because she's pissed. But then she comes back in and she, I guess, tries to give like a little pep talk. Can we just pitch in and, and all pull together? And because, you know, I actually think that this could be really fun. I... I I really kind of do. Well, I hope so, because life was created to be lived, you know? Was that on a tarot card? I love just the snapback about the tarot card. Yes. It's like, oh, okay, Amber Jr. (laughs) Is life created to be lived? I'm sorry, wise one. (laughs) Go hang these streamers for me. Yeah. (laughs) Shut your mouth and go hang these streamers. So I do know of some friends of ours (laughs) that had a very similar situation happen, right? Where Mm -hmm. they ended up throwing a party. Uh, a rather big party at their house and their parents helped them with it. And it turned into the parents kind of running that show of what was going to happen and ran them ragged, absolutely ragged. Yeah. And it was the kind of party that would typically be done at a restaurant or something like that. And so 
it uh, um, added some stress to their lives. Yeah. At a time that was already stressful. We'd have to bring them on the show and interview them sometime. Yeah. It'd be great to know their insight into what this was like. It would be. Mm -hmm. Definitely thought of that situation throughout this episode. <laughs> All right. My final favorite moment. Amber comes home to find this party out of control at her house. She is not happy. She starts yelling at everybody, breaking the party up. She's yelling at Rayanne as Rayanne's kind of, you know, out of she it. is absolutely out of it. Mm -hmm. But we do find out her middle name. That's right. Because she says, now pull yourself together, Rayanne Marie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family name mm -hmm. of mine. Yeah. A lot of Marie's. Peter Marie Tuttle. Peter Marie Tuttle. <laughs> Okay, obviously, I have a little more than you do. I'm going to run through them as quickly as I can. I did think this was a really magical moment when Angela's at Rand's and Amber's helping decorate for the party. Amber and Angela are laying under the streamers that Angela hung. And this is where we all remember that Angela made Patty feel like streamers were stupid. Right. <laughs> but she'll happily hang streamers at Rand's house. She will. And Amber says, I love these. I'm never going to take them down. <laughs> I'm just going to spend the whole rest of my life with your streamer. <laughs> She's just so whimsical. And I do. I know I said this before, but I do really get why Angela is drawn to that. Yeah. Did you ever lay around and just hang out with your friend's parents like this? I mean, I didn't lay around. I did have a pretty special relationship with my friend Leah's mom. Okay. Well, I used to hang out at their house and she used to chauffeur us around when we were like middle school age and younger high school. She'd take us to the mall every Friday night. And she was just always so fun. Yeah. Not that my mom wasn't fun, but it was just a different vibe. I don't know. Okay. So I did feel like I really connected with her. And I've had some of my friends' moms as an adult also like be people that I can be silly with and let loose with in a different way maybe than with my mom. But not to this degree. Not the laying around. Yeah. Just curious. Just chilling. I never did that. So. Yeah. Well, that might be considered something a little different if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was funny because Amber had been teaching Angela about karma. And Angela comes home to Patty, who is up decorating the dining room of their house with streamers. It's late. And Angela's like, I told you I'd do it. And Patty's just like, well, it needs to get done. Well, she's not doing it right, first off. Because they keep falling down. They do keep falling down. But every time one of them fell, I felt so bad for her. And you could just see she's just like so exhausted. Yeah. And just wanted to cry <laughs> and cancel the whole thing. She is just being ridiculous, though. Right. That's like two rooms in the house. Calm down. You Listen. had to move some furniture around and hang some streamers up. Like, relax. No. Relax. No. How Graham do is doing all the cooking. That's the hard part. It is the hard part. That is true. That's the hardest part. But just planning for a big party at your house is stressful, and especially a party that you didn't want to have in the first place. Yes, it is. But as Patty and Angela are kind of going at it a little bit, Angela says, You know, the karma in this house is like ridiculous. Really? Yeah. It's really low, dark, whatever it is that happens to karma. And I'll bet the karma at Amber's house is just through the damn roof. <laughs> Patty is over it. Like, stop mimicking Amber telling me about karma. Yeah, because first of all, you don't know. Right. It's like, or whatever happens with karma. Yeah, but you're acting like you know so much about it. Yeah. She's just a parrot. 
Yeah. And now Patty's just like, you're not going to Rayanne's party. You're going to your grandparents' 45th wedding anniversary party. And that's it. That's it. Now, a pouty Angela later at the party is watching her mom greet people. She's upstairs, like, pouting on the railing, watching. And we get a voiceover. Sometimes I think if my mother wasn't so good at pretending to be happy, she'd be better at actually being happy. And I thought, you know, that is very deep and observant of Angela. But also it got me thinking about how I think that a big reason... This is very scientific, okay? I think that a big reason that we consider teenagers and young kids so angsty or so bratty or whatever is just because at that point, you haven't learned how to fake it. Yeah. So you say everything you're feeling. You can't hide the emotions on your face. When you're pissed off, you look pissed off. When you're sad, you look sad. And it's really hard to pretend like you're not. You haven't been screaming at someone, have the phone ring, and then immediately have to be like, oh, hello. (laughs) Yes. Like at work, like that really does change things because you don't want to lose your job. So you have to be polite. And I mean, just as an adult in in society, like you can't just go scream. I mean, a lot of people do, but you shouldn't. (laughs) Like you should have a filter. Yeah. Because you don't want to hurt people. Sure. I I don't want to hurt people, which is why I don't say what I think all the time. (laughs) You know? I mean, that's a human thing. Like we, If we all said and did everything that we feel and want to do, it would be like we're a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. That's why people mature. Right. Because you're not mature at that point. You think you are because you're more mature than you were, but you don't yet realize that you're not. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know, it's hard because then people are like, you know, you should be authentic. You should should say how you feel. No, you shouldn't. I'm like, in some cases, yes, but not in every case. Sometimes you should just shut the up. (laughs) I'm sure there's lots more we could say about that, but I know that everyone has a different opinion about those things. You and I agree about that, but maybe everyone else doesn't. So we'll just keep it cozy. Keep it cozy. This moment when the phone rings at the party and Vivian, Patty's mom, answers it. And Patty's across the room, but she knows instantly that it's Angela and that it's not good. And when Patty gets to the phone and she hears Angela say, Mommy, I really need you. When the mommy comes out, you know it's serious. Yes. Something's gone wrong. I'm surprised at this point Angela is not calling her mother Patricia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, Angela needed her mom because Rayanne was not having a good reaction to drinking and taking a hit of ecstasy. Yeah. Or two, potentially. Well, there was still one in her. thought she had three. Bra. And she took two. Oh. Maybe not, though. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I do have to say, we were talking about this earlier, but you know, I have never taken ecstasy. And I think that part of the reason why... I don't know if I ever could is because the way that it is portrayed on the TV shows that I watched as a teenager with ecstasy between Rayanne and on Dawson's Creek, Andy McPhee, when they go to a rave. And I think with her, it was like a a mixture of that with a medication that she was on. But I don't know. It's like you just don't see a lot of I mean, of course, I guess it's not good. It wouldn't be good. They can't can't portray portray it it in a good way. In a good way. (laughs) On a television show, right? Right. You, you a could television get a movie. show for teens. Yes. Yeah, so you can get a movie that might portray what it's like or whatever. But yeah. on a TV show, they're always going to show you the negatives. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like even Euphoria is all about teenagers using drugs, but it's not portrayed in a positive light either. Right. So. Kids, don't take drugs. Just say no. <laughs> I feel like the mom in Almost Famous, 
don't take drugs. <laughs> and everybody is all mocking her. Yeah. Don't take drugs. Okay. I'm a golden god. <laughs> <laughs> so after the hospital, Angela and Patty are in the car after Ricky has gone into the house. They've gone back to their house where the party is still going on. How long is this party? Listen, you've got to celebrate these 45 years of marriage the, without the husband. The husband's not even there. <laughs> Everybody just wants to hang out. I mean, I know, but just think about the fact that like it was already dark. I mean, maybe it's in the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is still before Christmas. It was, right? Now, Angela may have left early on in, in the anniversary party. Mm -hmm. She might have left very early. And then as soon as she got to Rayanne's, things went off the rails. Right. So it's really just the time. It's the 20 minutes that it took. <laughs> uh, 20 minutes at a minimum because we can't figure out how Angela got to this well, party. how did she get to the party, we right? Because she left. Taxi, maybe? She left the house. And we know from earlier that it's 20 minutes across town. Angela is not yet 16. She doesn't drive yet. So right. how did she get there? Taxi. It's got to be. I mean, it, it has to be, but we didn't see her like call a taxi. She maybe. lives on a, a street that is not a main road. Right. Maybe one of her friends was going to the party and she called the friend. What other friend? Her only friends that would have been going to that party are Ryan she and Ricky. She knows lots of people. Angela is very popular. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how she got there, but. Maybe her grandpa. Maybe she maybe called her, her grandpa. grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa Charles, come pick me up. He's waiting out back with the, the car ready. The 20 minutes it took her to get over there and then party went off the rails not very long after that. Then it's the time that it took it took another 20 minutes, I guess, for Patty to get over there. But she had called the ambulance before she left. Yeah. So, you know, it's just an hour, probably an hour. But then they had to go to the hospital yeah, and they were in the were waiting there? room. That could have been 10 to minutes. wait for Amber to get there. That in reality, that's going to take four to eight hours. Yes. Right? They would have been there all night. With all her. night. Yes. And no way would they have left the hospital with Ryan there and just gone back to the party. I don't think. I don't think so either. Like, I don't even think Patty would have left. Who cares if there's a party going on at her house? Right. Like her dad's not even there. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody actually cares about this party. <laughs> Honestly, not that she would want anything bad to happen to Ryan, but she was probably relieved to leave. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so after the hospital, they're in the car and Patty and Angela are talking and, you know, Patty's telling her she did the right thing. Please always do that. Always call me if something like that happens. And Angela says, please just trust me. And then Patty has a moment where she she looks at her and it's almost like she's seeing her in a different light. And she's like, actually, I do. It was a nice little moment. It was. And then Patty does tell her a story, though, of a roommate that she had in college that was a lot like Rayanne and that they had an incident like this. But the difference is that she died. Yeah. And I think that kind of hit home to Angela as well. Like that could have happened to her best friend. And it was, a, a, you know, a nice bonding moment. And I think probably helped Angela see her mom in a different light. Right. Of like, oh, yeah, you've lived a whole life before me and I'm not the only thing that matters in this world. Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't think she had that thought. <laughs> <laughs> she still thinks she's the only thing that matters. Yes. Uh, but she did think of Ricky and how Ricky was inside. They left him alone with all their relatives. So yeah. She goes to save him. I feel like when we were watching this the first time, mm -hmm. I was like, why would you send Ricky in there by himself? By himself? He doesn't know anybody. Nobody knows who he is. It's just like, hey, everybody, I'm here. Right. Like he he's met Graham and Danielle. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, he doesn't even know them well. Yeah, what, well, is he going to, like, chum up with Danielle? I don't think so. She blew him up about the beer. <laughs> I 
it wasn't even his beer. I, I was glad that Patty finally got to know that the beer was not Ricky's. It yes. Was, it was Rayanne's. And that was a nice bonding moment between Ricky and Patty at the hospital as well. Right. Like she realized on her own, like that wasn't your beer, was it? And Ricky still didn't didn't confirm nope. or deny, but we know we know it wasn't his. But there is a moment, though, where Angela leaves Patty alone in the car and Patty breaks down. She's sobbing and just letting it all out that yeah. she's been holding in really for the last week preparing for this party. And then it's like topped off with this scary thing that happened and also a reminder of losing her friend and a whole bunch of things yeah, all at once. It is. It was too much. I'm sure the cry felt good. Yeah. Of course, then she still goes in the house and plants a smile on her face. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. And then we have Angela's voiceover at the end as they're hanging out at the party, bringing back the tarot cards, <laughs> or as I say, tarot cards. And we're just seeing different scenes from the party at the house. Each card has a name. The magician. The empress. The fool. The wheel of fortune. Strength. They represent challenges and tests, twists of fate. No card is all good or all bad. Cards can be positive or negative depending on where they fall. When you read someone's future, they must think of a question. They must hold it in their mind. The cards are read in sequence. Each card leads to the next. We move from terror and loss to unexpected good fortune. And out of darkness, hope is born. So it sounds pretty, but while you're watching it, we're seeing scenes that line up with the different cards that she's talking about. So when she says the magician, Graham appears out of nowhere and he hands her a piece of cake. When she says the empress, you see her grandmother looking fabulous as she's holding up a glass of champagne and a man kisses her on the hand. And who's the man kissing her on the hand? Because her husband's not there. Mm. <laughs> And then when she says the fool, you have Danielle running around with some other kids making silly faces. And then the Wheel of Fortune, we see an older couple slow dancing in circles. And she says strength. And it focuses on Patty, who's standing there smiling at her. And then Graham comes up to Patty and they kiss. And then they go to Rayanne at the hospital with Amber watching her as they're talking about how no card is all good or all bad. Right. And then at the end, it shows her sitting in her window seat. And as it's mentioning, hope is born. It focuses on her curtains that are like white with embroidered flowers and then the whole screen white. Goes out. white. Yeah. Very uh, symbolic. I think it's a really pretty scene. It's hard to really make it pop in a podcast where you can't see it. But right. I tried to I tried to give you the visual. You did a great job. <laughs> Go watch the episode though. It's on Hula. Yeah. Symbolism is my weakest thing. So thank you for helping me along with it. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so least favorite moments. So after all of this work, after all of the stress and the late night <laughs> that they had setting this up, after all of that work, 
Vivian shows up at the party without her husband. He yeah. decides he's not coming. You know how he doesn't like parties. Oh, I just, if I could have punched her through the screen, I would have. Her or him? He should have gotten the punch. No, I say her because she probably just told him to stay home. The fact that she seemed so unbothered and then she's like actually relieved because she goes on to say like, you know, I think we're better off. I can never really enjoy myself when he's around. <laughs> like, oh, well, happy freaking anniversary. Right. 45 great years. The fact that she's like, look at it this way. We can all relax now. We don't have to worry about his crazy dietary restrictions. And Graham's like, we already worried. Yeah. Like, it's done. And the entire meal is no fat, no sugar. I took the skin off the chicken. Like he was so <laughs> mad about having to take the skin off the chicken. Yeah. But they did it all with Patty's dad in mind. And now Patty's mom is just going to be so like blase about it. Like right. no big deal that he's not here. I hadn't thought about the fact that she might have told him not to come. I she mean, might look, have. we can be mad at the dad as well. Charles, he's, I think. He's not, <laughs> he's not there to defend himself. He's not. We don't know what the truth is. And he's already been on the show. So, I mean, we, you know, we've seen him. So I, I don't know why maybe they couldn't get him or they just thought it would be better to have him not show up after all that. It is a unique turn. <laughs> that this story took. Yeah. When he didn't show up, you're like, what? Wait, what? I mean, that makes it all worse. Because it does. it's like we did all that for nothing. Though it's a little ridiculous in my mind. It's like, hmm. I feel like with Vivian as this matriarch. Yeah. That man's going to show up at the party. Oh, yeah. Like he's the head. She's the neck. Yes. And he's going to do whatever she says. Exactly. <laughs> Also, though, I have to say, this was for their anniversary. Why are they throwing such a big party for their 45th anniversary? Yeah. Do they like Colt 45 or something is like their favorite <laughs> 40? Like, I've only heard of people doing big parties like that, especially back in the 90s for their silver and golden anniversary. So right. 25 and 50. Yeah. Like we had a big party at my parents' house for their 25th anniversary in yeah. the 90s. Okay. And it was, was it like this? Did you have streamers and stuff? Yeah. Like our <laughs> dining room was decorated with streamers and there was a cake. And I feel like maybe one of my aunts or something helped because my sister and I, my sister was like in her mid-20s and I was like 14, Yeah, you know, so we weren't really planning it. But it was a nice event and there was probably 30 people there. Were the lights low and like there was like music playing? No, no, the lights were not low. That's why I refuse to ever have a party at our house with the overhead lights on. Yeah. Hate that. Ditto. Well, I hate an overhead light anyway <laughs> in any instance. But yeah, so that was another perplexing thing. Like, it's 45. What are yeah, you like, doing? calm down. <laughs> Why didn't they just make it their 50th? That would have made a lot more sense. I know. And he also, like, he's just got out of the hospital, and you're going to make him come to a big party? Yeah, I mean, maybe they were saving the 50th for a later season episode. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they just thought it wouldn't make sense for them to have been married five more years. That's another thought, I guess. Nobody's doing the math here people. It yeah, we don't know. 50th. Right. We don't know how old they are. We don't know when they had children. It's like you could have done whatever you wanted. You yeah. chose the 45th. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> okay. Some least favorite moments for me. We talked about it earlier, but Patty's mom coming in and moving her candlesticks around and being manipulative to get Patty to have the party at their house. Yeah. Hate that. Ditto. <laughs> And then, oh, this is the worst. And we rewatched it again today and I got equally as angry. Patty is leaving her house to go to a meeting. When she opens up the back door, her mom is standing there with a big old turkey, like a Thanksgiving sized turkey. A large turkey. <laughs> 
And she's like, don't want to bother you. Just brought a few extras. And Patty looks out and sees all kinds of grocery bags outside the door. She's like, a few extras? You know, and Patty's mom's like, I told you, just go about your normal business. (laughs) Like, she's no bother. Yeah. You know what I mean? You won't even know I'm here. I'll just float around. I'll float. Yeah. And then she's like, a turkey is the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. And a guaranteed crowd pleaser. And I'm like... Are you kidding me? Listen, I've made four Thanksgiving turkeys. At the very least. And I'm no, I'm no Gordon Ramsay, right? But I'm a pretty decent cook. It's hard. I mean, it's not that it's, you can make it really easy, right? Or you can make it really intricate, depending on how you want to do your turkey. Yeah. Either way, it's a process. Sure. With time. A lot of time yes. and timing involved. Yes. So much thought goes in to making a turkey and especially a big turkey like that. So I really just wanted to pick up the turkey and throw it at her. (laughs) But it was so frustrating. And and Patty's trying to explain how, you know, like Graham gets emotional about food and preparing it. He's very into it. And Patty's mom is just judgy. You know, she's like emotional about food. And she doesn't get that that's something that is a passion of Graham's. Right. You know, and then Patty's just like, it's huge. It's going to need its own room. Now, in Vivian's defense, she does just pick the turkey up. And set it into the fridge. So there was obviously room. There was room, but it doesn't mean they probably haven't gone to the store yet for all the stuff that they were going to get for the party. True. True. Again, you don't. And Graham says it later, like to put something that large in somebody's refrigerator without their permission. (laughs) Like it's something, again, as a teenager, totally didn't get, barely remembered this scene. Totally get it now. Yeah. And yeah, it's just infuriating. And the fact that the mom is just like, I just wanted to contribute. I'm like, yeah, you're contributing more stress. Yes, you did contribute. (laughs) And then this is a small thing, but Angela not remembering important dates. Like I know she's 15, but both Patty and Rayanne have been talking about these parties that they're throwing. And Angela's just like, huh, this Saturday? (laughs) And both of them are like, I've mentioned this to you at least a dozen times. I can relate. To Angela. To Angela. Yeah. It just feels like she doesn't care. She's just not listening correctly. She might be hearing, but she's not listening. And I used to get yelled at about that all the time. Just like, you hear me, but you're not listening to me. And listen, I still do it to this day. He does. I do. (laughs) I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." I'm I'm on autopilot at times. I'm doing other things inside of my head. Yeah. And I'm I'm not listening to you. I hear you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not sticking. But I don't think you do it on purpose. No, no, it's not deliberate. Right. And luckily, I now know your face and your (laughs) sounds that you make when you're not actually taking in what I'm saying. When I'm on autopilot, it should be relatively obvious. Yeah. So mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm going to need you to take this in. Like, rewind. Just give me a quiz at the end to see if I was listening. (laughs) I also get annoyed that Angela offers to move furniture for Rayanne. Like, she brings it up. I can move furniture, you know, to help her when she complained when her mom asked her to move furniture. I thought it was more so like Angela being a little funny in the fact that she just had to move the furniture and complained about it. Right. But she's like, yep, that's what I do. I'm the furniture mover. But I don't think Rayanne knows she had to move furniture. Maybe she already told her. I don't know. No, you're probably right. It's probably the other thing. Just like, oh, yeah, I can help streamers. Yes, those would be awesome. Oh, you want to move furniture? I can do that, too. Yeah. At home. (sighs) Yeah. Sometimes it just depends on who asks you to do things. Yes. And again, more things that didn't annoy me watching as a teenager, (laughs) but they do now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Fashion moments. 
As we know, there are a lot of repeaters on this show, so we may not mention every outfit that's worn. Ricky's got his overalls on with his purple T-shirt that have big sunflowers on it. Mm -hmm. We know everybody loved a sunflower in the 90s. Rayanne's wearing a sparkly beret. Angela's denim vest over a brown tank top with her plaid boxers and her brown tights. And I do have to go back because I'm pretty sure in the pilot episode when she's wearing that denim vest at the end, or it's like it's basically more like a sleeveless shirt, I guess. At the end of the episode, I had mentioned that I didn't think it was an outfit that she ever wore again, and I thought she looked so cute in it, and she's worn it multiple times. Okay. It's just not something I really paid attention to, I guess. Right. When Rayanne is passing out all the flyers to her party, she's wearing a red tank top with the mustard color embroidered cover-up slash dress with a plaid shirt over that with her jeans and her Doc Martens. There's a red sweater that Patty is wearing at one point with jeans. Very basic, but reminds me of something that my mom would have worn on a Saturday at home in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And especially with her short hair. I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> it totally takes me back to my mom at that time. Rayanne's party outfit. She's wearing this like skimpy white halter top that has no back. But it's like over top. Yes. It's over a brown short sleeved shirt that has white lines around the collar, which is a very 90s look. And then... It's either a white or a silver mini skirt. It's sparkly. It's a little sequiny and some black tights. And then she's got these. I can't tell if they're orange or red. At the party, they looked red. In the hospital, it looked orange. Either orange or red and pink and yellow hair pieces clipped all through her hair and into her braids for the party that were a lot of fun. Yeah, her hair looked cool. Yes. And then finally, Patty's party dress. It's short sleeved and black with little flowers on it. And it looks like it's a slip dress with like a sheer overlay and then a necklace that not quite a choker, but almost a choker. And that's all I got. It's a very good list. Thank you. I noticed Rayanne's grape earrings, even though I think we might have mentioned. Yeah, we have, but it's okay. They're always notable. And then Angela's outfit that she puts on for her grandparents' anniversary party. What a look. Super heavy makeup. She's got like one braided strand of hair hanging down with beads on the end of it. She's got a Grateful Dead t-shirt on with a black long sleeve tee under it and a black crochet vest over top of it. This long plaid skirt, dark tights. And I noticed that the shirt that she's wearing is the same T-shirt that Rayanne wore to school after she went to the Dead concert Ah. uh, a a couple episodes before. Okay. So she borrowed that. I like the fact that they do that on this show. I know they did it to save money, Mm -hmm. but it feels, and we've probably said this, but it does feel more realistic that... First of all, you see people re-wearing outfits and sometimes friends sharing clothes. Yes. And that's something I don't think about because I borrowed my sister's clothes a lot. Sometimes she doesn't know about it. (laughs) But I also remember with some friends sharing clothes, like borrowing shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. I totally forgot about doing that. Yeah, I don't, I don't a lot do of times, that now as an adult. Right. A lot of times I would borrow it and they'd never get it back. Right. If that ever happened, you know, then you wouldn't you wouldn't do that again. No, I just kept doing it. Oh, you did not learn your lesson. I did not. Okay. And finally, our signs of the times. All right. Or nostalgic memories that anything sparked. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? So the dude with like the, he had like the long hair and he had a plaid sleeveless shirt on that came up to Rianne talking about getting pharmaceuticals for the party. Also like checked his beeper Uh and that dude's got to be like at least 35 years old. (laughs) He looks so old. Yeah. Not old, but not a teenager. 
too old to be in the hallways at school. Right. Like, like this some... guy wasn't still in school. <laughs> yeah. Or shouldn't have been. No. Next up, when Vivian calls the house uh-huh. and Graham answers, Patty is motioning him to say, you know, she's not here. But he's like, oh, yeah, uh, no problem. She's right here. <laughs> Long gone are the days of being able to just pretend like you're not there. Yes. Right. Or you're unreachable. Right. All you can do now is turn your phone off or ignore a call. Right. But everybody knows that almost everybody has a phone on them and they're generally reachable in some way, shape or form. So it puts a lot more burden on you to call somebody back. Right. Like because you can't really miss a call. Right. You will see that the call has happened. Yes. Now, I mean, it is possible that sometimes... It does happen occasionally. Because it does. Sometimes I'll miss that somebody texted me until like the next day. Yeah. It depends on like how your notifications are set up and everything. Sometimes I might read something and not have the time to reply and then forget. Yes. Or I will have seen and gone to the spot on the phone where I've got a missed call and it removes the notification that I've got a missed call. Right. And then I'll just forget about Mm -hmm. it. But everybody else is just ignoring me if that happens. (laughs) It's hard not to take those things personally. But then. I feel like most people can relate to the feeling of just not being in the mood to talk on the phone. And you might have just responded to somebody's text. But then if they call you all of a sudden, it's like, uh, uh, I don't want to talk. I'm not not a big phone talker anyway. But if you're going to call me, I would rather have like a, hey, are you free for me to call you right now? Yes. I like 10 minute conversations. Yes. Anything shorter than that is probably not enough time. Mm -hmm. Too much longer than that. It's too much. Yeah. You're also really good at getting off the phone if you need to get off the phone. I'm not good at that. Well, it's because I didn't used to be very good at getting off the phone. I would get stuck there for two hours being like, I don't want to talk anymore. Right. Or you just have stuff you need to do. Yeah. I'm a busy guy. I could be (laughs) wanting to play Call of Duty. (laughs) But I will say, like, there are times that I will leave my phone in the bedroom and then go in the kitchen and start doing something. And if somebody calls me, not be around. Or if somebody calls and I'm in the bathroom, I'm not going to answer the phone. If I'm in the shower, I'm not going to answer the phone. Like, people do have reasons for not answering. Sure, sure they do. Or you could be recording a podcast. You might be. Like, we we don't answer our, we turn our phones off when we're, we're not, turn them off. We turn the volume off when we're recording. We do. What? I just did. I didn't have my oh. ringer off. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing nobody called. But we have had we that have. where we forget. And, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely it's like no more. Can you just be like, if so-and-so calls, I'm not here. Like you're there. You're always there. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, a small one. When Danielle is hanging the streamers, she's like, hey, I thought Angela was supposed to do this. And Vivian says, hey, is for horses. <laughs> <laughs> do people say that anymore? I'm sure they do. I just feel like back in the day, adults thought that it was rude to say, hey, even though we say, hey, all the time now. Right. I say, hey, more than I say hi or hello. Now it would be like, bruh is for horses. Bruh. (laughs) Hey, bruh. Bruh. (laughs) And next up, the old school Lay's barbecue chip bag that Ricky got for Patty in the waiting room at the hospital. Yes. Looked delicious, by the way. I had forgotten about the way the bags used to look until I saw them. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that styling as well. And then finally, Patty's blue Taurus station wagon. Yes. Straight out of the 90s. (laughs) I had a Taurus sedan. Right. Four-door sedan. The gold one? Yes. Yeah. It was named Goldberg. <laughs> I didn't know that name. Yes, I, I, I wrote in it. it. You didn't introduce me, though. Yeah, I think I forgot. <laughs> Maybe you hadn't named it yet at that point? No, I named it pretty early on. Okay. I noticed while watching it again, when Patty and Angela and Ricky are coming back to the house, 
after the hospital that all three of them are sitting in the front seat with Patty. Yeah, what is up with that? You would never see that today. No. And why would you all sit up there? You're scrunching for no reason. There's a back seat and a back back seat. Right. You could all three be in different rows. <laughs> right. Spread out. Goodness. <laughs> they just want to be close. I guess so. I mean, they did just go through a traumatic event together. They did. So they did. Maybe they wanted to snuggle. Okay. So mine, the first one that I wrote down is fondue. They talked about fondue. And I just feel like fondue is a very 90s, early 2000s thing. Yeah. I had a fondue kit that I never used Yep, in the early 2000s. <laughs> I always and wanted to, though. Everybody would go to, like, the melting pot for, like, prom yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Next, the idea of nonfat things being a new thing. Yeah. Being something that would, like, Patty comes in with this idea. Oh, I meant to tell you, I found this really interesting sounding recipe for no-fat chicken. It's skinless. You cannot cook chicken without the skin. Oh, that's where all the flavor is. Graham immediately shuts that down. Yeah. That's where the flavor is. But it's so funny how common it is now to eat chicken with no skin. Yeah. I wonder, could you get like boneless, skinless chicken breast back in the late 80s and early 90s? I don't know. I actually meant to ask my mom this question before we recorded and I forgot about it until right now. I'm pretty sure you could. I'm thinking about 93 to 94. I worked at a grocery store. I'm pretty sure there was quite a bit of boneless, skinless chicken. Pretty sure. Okay. I know there was skin chicken. (laughs) Yeah, definitely that. It's just so funny that there was a time where considering taking out the fat was shocking to people and sugar. Right. So the montage of Rayanne passing out all the flyers for the party, we talked about that earlier. You know, this was before evites or texting someone an address like you had to hand them a physical piece of paper right with the address on it and the the date and the time and all that i mean we know as kids you would hand out party invitations at school oh that's right yeah and it was exciting to get one of those and probably really sad for kids that maybe didn't get an invite and knew that other kids got an invite i kind of remember that we had to invite everyone everybody in the classroom i think Yeah. A good portion may not come just because for my school, everybody was so spread out. Like you could come from all around, right? It wasn't like a school district. It was Western New York. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not everybody would come to the birthday party, but I would pass out for at least second grade through sixth grade full classroom invites. Yeah. But I'm a better person than you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we blame my mom, not me. I didn't. I don't know. I was a kid. I'm just a baby. She's just a baby. (laughs) There was only at a maximum like 25 kids in either classroom. Right. And I say classroom like second and third grade were in one classroom. Right. Mm -hmm. So the whole group was in there. There was 20 to 25 kids. So there was a ceiling. Right. Of like 25 invites. Same thing for fourth, fifth and sixth. That was all in one classroom. There was probably 30 of us. Yeah. In total. So it it was like there was a maximum that could come, not 300, right? Like in your whole class, like you would have had. Well, no. In elementary school, it would have just been my homeroom class that would have 25 people. Oh, well then. But I didn't know. I'm not going to make excuses for you As you were talking, I was just thinking about all of my birthday parties. And there were a lot of slumber parties, which would have only been the girls. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends that were not school friends, friends in my neighborhood, family friends that didn't go to my school, church friends. 
So most of my parties, when I'm thinking about pictures from the parties, because I can't really remember them specifically, I would have maybe three or four friends from school and the rest would all be other friends, neighborhood, you know, all that. So I think my mom probably was like, you can pick, you know, five friends from school to invite. Right. That's not my fault. No, I'm not saying it's your fault. (laughs) But again, it was like I didn't have I mean, I did have a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese or back then it was showbiz pizza where, you know, I think you could only get a table. That's like eight kids at that point. Yes. Maybe a little bit more. The pictures from that are neighborhood friends, my family friends, uh, my friend Leah, who didn't go to my elementary school, but we were friends from preschool. She always came to my birthday parties. And then there would be the other end of the table was like adults. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of adults at my parties. There's yeah. like seven kids mm-hmm. and then the attached adults. Yeah. So 30 people there, just not most of them there, you know, were kids. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that I hope that any invitations that were handed out were done discreetly. I assume they were. <laughs> I'm going to have people like <laughs> sending me messages. Uh, yes. You didn't invite me and I never forgot it. <laughs> I remember in third grade. <laughs> I do love how Rayanne tells one of the guys, no dorks and not too many sophomores. Even though they're sophomores. I'm like, aren't they sophomores? Right. But you don't want those sophomores there. You just want the the upperclassmen. Yeah. The guys bringing bottles of liquor and giving them to Rayanne in the school parking lot. Like, why not just bring it to the party? I don't know. Maybe they weren't coming to the party and they just sold it to her. Okay. But also, why do it in the parking lot? Go to a mall parking lot. Why are you doing it at school? Well, she is wrecked. So I don't know that she's making smart choices. And those guys are obviously not going to care at all. Also in the montage, they show up very concerned, Ricky and Sharon. Yes, they do. And I thought it was weird, though, that they didn't show Sharon anymore in the episode. Like she wasn't at the party, but they're including her in the build up to the party. Right. I almost wonder if like she was edited out or something. Maybe. Or maybe they had an idea for a spinoff series or episode called Sharon's Bad Hair Day. (laughs) Right. Because that's pretty much all we get from Sharon. We get her bad hair day and then shaking her head like it's Billy Madison um, when she sees Rayanne going a little wild Mm. in the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, judging her, but concerned for her. Yes. But like, I can't believe that she's the one that they're not Angela concerned. Right. Sharon concerned. It feels like Sharon should be the one in the hospital with Rayanne. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think you're right. I bet you she got edited out of it in parts or they just changed how it was happening. Maybe Devin Odessa got sick and she couldn't be there for the rest of it. Maybe that's what happened with her hair. (laughs) Maybe. She was sick. When Angela calls her mom from Rayanne's apartment, she is on a clear phone. The kind you could see through all the wires and everything. Your favorite. And now I have one of those. Thanks to the man sitting across from me right now. (laughs) I got it for my birthday. Although I misremembered it because I always thought that it lit up, but it does not light up. There is a version that does light up. It's made by like Con Air, the hairdryer people. I thought that was the version that that I had. No, I don't think so. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's the other one. It's like light up like blue. It's got like a blue light around it, but it's like the handset phone with a base. I know what you're talking about, but I thought this particular phone, that there was a version that lit up. That, like, there is. Like the wires inside right. lit up or yeah. something. Not by this exact brand, but yeah. there's another version that says it used to light up. Okay. I couldn't find a working version of it. Yeah, but it so. does. Well, it works in that you can call it, Yeah, but it just doesn't light up, but that's okay. Yeah, that's because this one doesn't light up. 
Period. Period. Okay. There's a different version of a see-through phone by another manufacturer gotcha. that does light up, but all the ones that I could find for sale said the lights don't work. Mm. All right. We were walking in the park the other day and had this big discussion about this. But Patty telling Angela that she's not going to Rayanne's party. She is going to attend her grandparents' anniversary party, like we talked about earlier. This feels very of the time because from my perspective and the families that I see today, not all, okay, but I just know of certain examples. I'm not going to name any names. It's most of them. (laughs) But I just feel like nowadays in a lot of families, it's centered around the kid. And what the kid has going on, not what the parents have going on. Right. Back in my day, (laughs) (laughs) our lives, I feel, were based on what our parents were doing. At least my life was. I feel like we should change the saying from back in my day Mm -hmm. to say in the 90s. Yes. But it's like, that's a very- in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like, yeah, 80s and 90s. But it's a blanket statement and I I shouldn't do that because I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm just saying in my household- And I think it was different for my sister, too. I think she, well, I don't know what it was like for her when she was younger, right? But I know as a teenager, like, she had a job and she would take off. And, you know, I was there with my parents on New Year's Eve with their friends and at the lake with them on the weekends and going to my dad's softball games. And, I mean, granted, I wasn't in sports and things like that. So, aside from cheerleading (laughs) at a young age, wreck cheerleading. But, you know, and they came to that stuff. But, like... It just, I don't know. And and like you said, I think a lot of it nowadays is because of certain kinds of sports, like select teams, travel sports. Parents they, do have to plan their schedules and their lives around their kids. Ours was for the most part, right? Like, because I was never really great at any sport, I only played for my school teams and school generally handled the travel, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it was a home game, we just didn't leave school. Yeah. If it was a travel game, they took care of that. And then your parent would come pick you up at the end of it. Now with like these select and travel teams, even though those existed back then too, and I just wasn't on one, so I don't know, but. I don't think as much. Right. Or yes. as, as many. Th- there's, there's a lot more of them today. Mm-hmm. And the parents are responsible for that travel, for the hotel, mm-hmm. for the getting them to and from the game, for the food, all of that kind of stuff. So it it has to be a family outing. Right. Every single time that they travel. Yes. And then so, you know, I think the parents get in a pattern where they're at every single game, almost every single practice. Yeah, they go to practices too. Yeah. It's exhausting uh, just hearing about it. I I know. I I don't know how they do it, but I guess it's just like, and I have a specific instance where we were trying to plan a Christmas get together with family and it wasn't because of sports. Right. And I love our niece so much and I would give her anything in the world. But at the same time, we were planning our Christmas event around when she was going to do something with her friends. Yeah. And that is very much so not what it was like in the 80s and 90s. Exactly. You would have canceled those plans because this is what was going on, little missy. But it's not her. It's <laughs> right? I, I love my, my sister and our brother-in-law and they're great parents. It's not like my niece is like, I want this. She's right. not like spoiled rotten or anything. She's not a brat, but. It's the new normal. It is the new normal. But maybe it's not like that in your household. It's just, I see that. And not just in this family. Oh, absolutely. Right. It's very common now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've only got a few examples as well, but it's like I'm running at 100% example wise. Yeah. So it's like, okay, <laughs> where does this percentage start to tail off? 
who's not doing that in this type of situation where the families are just so used to planning life around what the children have to do. Right. Right. Because that's how it is. Yeah. And we don't have kids, so we can't understand it from that perspective. But you we know? can sure talk about we it. We can sure talk about it. Criticize you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, plan the Christmas get together and tell the child that they have to be there. And to pick another time to do something Pick with another friends. time to go to the mall. Yes. Even though they don't hang out at the mall. Yeah. But, you know. Whatever they were doing. Yes. <laughs> you know who we're talking to right now. <laughs> but I love you so much. I smush your face. <laughs> okay. And then this is just a last little fun fact. There's a little girl at the party. She's wearing glasses. She's playing Game Boy. She is, in fact, Winnie Holtzman's daughter, Savannah Dooley. Now, Winnie is the creator of the show, and she actually has acted in three episodes of the show. She plays Ms. Kathy Kersey-Zanowski. She's the guidance counselor, and she's a substitute teacher. And I thought that was fun. I don't know why I never knew that that was her. So Savannah Dooley plays the guidance counselor? No, Winnie. Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have not noticed Winnie being in any of these. You'll have to point her out to me. Yeah, like I don't think I knew what she looked like back then. Like yeah. I have seen her more currently, but yeah, I never would have I don't know, I just didn't pay attention to that back then. Now we do. Yeah, and I thought it was fun that they they threw her daughter in there and then the daughter is wearing this bright red dress with lots of white lace, very JCPenney's-esque, very much like the JCPenney's post I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Though to me, I feel like that is like an 80s dress for kids. And we had this debate. Yeah. Because I and got right. so angry <laughs> <laughs> because people were trying to tell me that the video I posted was not from 1994. Yes. They were like, there is no way this is from the 90s, even though I don't think they watched the whole thing because there is a page where it is nothing but sunflowers. Right. And that is very 90s. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, listen, I'm sorry I didn't scroll back to the cover of the magazine to show it so you could see that it's from the same catalog. But now I'm trying to do that in all of my catalog posts because I will not have somebody tell me <laughs> that I'm lying. Why would I lie right. about the date? Yeah. Like I'm holding this catalog in my lap as I'm filming it. It very clearly says 1994 on the cover. Yes. But multiple people were in there and not even like, oh, that's funny. This doesn't look like it's 90s. They're just like demonstrative. There's no way this is 94, maybe 84. And I mean, every single person I was like biting back at. But and then as you should. Right. Like if somebody's going to come at you. Yeah. About it. Just like, well, I'm right and you're wrong. So here it is. But also a lot of those people were people. One of the, one person in particular was like, I graduated high school that year. Nobody was dressed. I'm like, well, yeah, these are little girls in this. Were you going to wear these little frilly dresses with bibs on them at 18? I don't think so. Right. Like also it's JCPenney. I loved JCPenney when I was a kid, but it's not exactly the height of fashion. You know what I mean? No, it's not. <laughs> but listen, that's where I had to get my clothes a from. A lot of people did. I did. Much, much later than I should have been. <laughs> <laughs> but hundreds of people comment back to those people that were trying to correct me. Yeah. And they're like, I was 10 in 94 and I wore You're like, I own five of this. these dresses. Right. Like know? I literally wore these. Yes. Because I was a kid in the 80s. I mean, I was 10 in 1990. Right. But like I wore dresses like that in the 80s. I just think that they recycled them longer back then. Yeah. I don't think they changed them every season like they do now. Right. Like the fashion industry changed with things like Forever 21. You know, those kind of places brought in very quick changes to what their fashions would be. Fast fashion. Fast fashion. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, that's been a huge debate. And actually, I did do a response video (laughs) where I showed, you know, some of the pages and then I flipped to the cover real quick so I could prove, even though I shouldn't have to prove. No. But I did because I was just so mad. Don't get angry. (laughs) Just got to enjoy it. But I get it. But they take away the fun when they do that. That's right. And listen, you got to go defend yourself when you're being attacked. Right. You did a good job. Thanks. (laughs) So that's it. That's That's the episode. Don't come at us that we missed something about it because we've had a great debate that we've already talked about too much. We got this one. And I know you're itching to tell me how long the episode is because I have to edit it. You'll enjoy it. It's good and long. It's over an hour. An hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Is it over an an hour? hour and a half? It is over an hour and a half. Is it two hours? Yeah. <gasps> it's over two hours. What? Yeah. We've not recorded one this long in forever. No. We went off on a lot of tangents. Though. We did. That's great. A lot of content. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the next My So Called Life episode will be episode 11, Life of Brian. Ooh. And I love this episode because we get the world happiness dance. I can't wait. Me neither. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Our tears again. Tears? Our new tears on Patreon. Oh, tears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking, what, were we crying? <laughs> From entrepreneur, entrepreneur, I can't say it. Entrepreneur. From entrepreneur, Mac. From entrepreneur. Petey Marie Tuttle. <laughs> Good I'm enough. sure. Good I'm enough. Sh- <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 